Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammate, co-host, and the CEO of Canacuck Camps, Joe White. Great to be with you, Shay, on a lovely Ozark day such as this. It's gorgeous outside. It is. It feels is. like summer, Coach. It feels is beautiful. Like summer. Summers are coming. That's the way the we always feel around like here. Hey, um, Joe, we've got a phenomenal show. Today, we are talking about the value and the power of memorizing Scripture. And uh, I've got a fun throwback memory for you, Joe. And I think maybe... Well, no, I don't think our guest was here, but he would have been around that time. Um, my first summer at Canacuck K2, I rolled into staff training week, and I had never been to camp as a camper. I had almost no exposure. I was actually coming out of the business world, and God moved me into ministry. And so I show up at camp at staff training, and one of the first nights I was there, um, we went to this evening worship event, and... Strangely, the the leadership staff kind of like corralled us all into a mob out in the middle of the field. And I'm thinking, what is going on right now? And then all of a sudden, a biblical figure, uh, Peter, walks out. And they had rigged up a golf cart with a sound system. And Peter then walked us throughout the camp. And he quoted the entire book of 1 Peter. And I remember walking in that mob being absolutely amazed, inspired, and almost bewildered. Like I never even, I didn't know that was a thing, that people would memorize a book of the Bible. And lo and behold, that was Joe White. It was one of the most profound um, experiences I've ever had. I just... You know, it's just a, a moment seared in my memory. And Joe, you're you're a master of those moments. But you know, obviously, you've got a passion for memorizing scripture. Where did it come how from? You, how do you know that wasn't Peter himself? Well, <laughs> he looked like Peter. He talked like Peter. He, he it was a lot, as as best so I could I tell. I don't know that that was necessarily me. It could have been the man himself, Will. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Joe, talk about that a little bit. I mean, your passion for scripture memorization is legendary. And that's what we're talking about today. Where did your passion come from? Wow. Um, yeah, it started back when I was just 21 or 22. I went to a conference and this speaker was like, you need to memorize scripture by the chapter and by the book. Well, dude, I could not memorize my wife's last name you know, before I married her. I was like, oh my gosh, I'd memorize a poem in eighth grade. How doth the little busy bee endure its shining hour, gathering honey every day from every opening flower. And, you know, as a nose tackle in football, we're not noted for great mental, you know, ability. Um, but anyway, I just, I'd go, okay, I'm going to do that. And I'm, I'm kind of impulsive. It's kind of a fault of mine. But so I just went home and started memorizing. I mean, some business-minded memory, uh, you know, courses, and I actually took one, and it said, you can't remember words, but you can't forget pictures. And so I started putting pictures to the words, and I found memory to be really easy, actually. Um, And so, I don't know, it just kind of became a hobby and a passion. And and then when I became a dad, oh, my, 
I realized that scripture memory with your children is the most important thing you can do. Um, so we became, you know, scripture memory family <laughs> just because I wanted to write God's word on my kids' hearts. And that's when it got into full swing. But I've, yeah, it's, it's been my, it's been my joy. Well, Joe, we have a Canuck legend here. Yes, it's true. As our guest today, and his name is Will Severins. Joe, do you what hear, would you... do you hear no applause in the back? That's how you know. It is no, no, there was no applause. That's how you know the legend is a, is a farce. <laughs> Joe, what do you, what do you want to tell the audience about this guy, Will Severins? Will Severins is a legend. Uh, you know, just to get to the point, Will, I can tell you so many fun stories, but he was our program director at K2, which means you're there to make kids happy, laugh, and have a really good time. Uh, and he did that uh, really well. Uh, but, uh, but, but, but the other side of Will is the way he loves the Lord and the way he loves kids. And when you get somebody who's fun and happy and exciting and funny, and you get somebody who really engages in, in kid, you know, teenage relationships well at our teenage camp and also uh, is a great friend maker, then you found the ace uh, in the deck of cards. And that's that's what he is. He well, is. He's, you, he's the unicorn. <laughs> Sevy, um, I'll, I'll add this about Will Severance. He is a serial entrepreneur. Um he authored a book called Gouge. He is his own marketing company that, yeah, that okay. he's kind of started up, Quill Creative. And then specifically, the reason we pulled him in for this conversation is he created a brand called Membands, and it's a scripture memory system for kids, and my kids rock them on their wrists. Yeah. And just an awesome story. And so anyway, Severance, tell us a little bit about your history with Canacuck. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Shay and Joe. Uh, you know, it's fun. Even on my way down here, I was listening to an episode from earlier in this series on uh, spiritual disciplines with um, Jake and Paige and just this awesome couple. And I was listening thinking, man, I'm going to step into this. And here I am just, I'm some drifter in the streets com com <laughs> compared to that couple who was just on. And my better half is not here with me today. So sorry for the audience. It's it's just me. And hopefully there can be some weight or value in this conversation. And, and I have been looking forward to it. And as far as camp goes, gosh, you know, I haven't known a life without Canacuck in my life. Um, quite literally, I have three older siblings um, who are all significantly older who uh, came to Canacuck. So Matthew, Sarah, and Drew were all campers. And um, so it was kind of written in the stars. However, you know, six, seven years old, coming down for closing ceremonies, I'm up at the baseball field and baseball clinic in 100 degree heat, thinking, I don't know about this. As a, as a kid, you know, I don't know. Why are people coming to camp? We'd go down to the dining hall after for coffee cake. I said, I think I could do this, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, and and then that's when I knew. That's when my six-year-old self knew that I was destined for the Canacuck dining hall. Um, and, I, and I would get there. At that age, uh, you had a large appetite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suzanne kept it coming. Um, uh, I had a spot on the couch. Shoot, we had a great system down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, had a section in the fridge, a spot on the couch, and a mom who loved to put two and two together. And, she did. Uh, and, and then we started to work on that, what would become a problem. I came to camp, started burning off some of the fridge, and 
fell in love. And so it was, you know, K classic for a year and K one for a year. And then I was at K two for five years. Um, some of the most transformative years of my life until I became a staff member. <laughs> um, and then maybe the most transformative years of my life were the three summers on staff at K two while I was a student at Taylor university. Wow. And, and you guys are a can of cut camp family through and through. I mean, we just, you're, you're champions, you're great examples, you're, mm. you're people, you're a family that we look at. And we, when we say Canacuck family, we mean it. Yes. Because we think of the Severns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So two things, you know, my mom has always said that it was an investment into her kids' lives. And I stand by that to this day. Um, and now where, like I said, my siblings who all went, they're starting to send their kids. And it's the funnest thing. Um, so Susanna said that, that was maybe, that was one of the two uh, most important things. She said another thing, Shay, which we sometimes come back to. That's right. What was it? And it is my first summer on programs, Joe. I was leaving the driveway and I said, Mom, what if I'm not funny this summer? You know, just kind of starting to think you've got teenagers. And she looked at me and she goes, Will, you don't have to be funny. You just have to be fun. And, and that word, um, I feel like encapsulates a lot of my experience with camp. Uh, it's just a place where you have fun. Um, and the gospel and the good news, um, it allows a freedom and a fun into your life that uh, camp really planted that seed um, for, for me and for our family. Will, you would love this. And this is a tribute to Suzanne. Yeah. <laughs> Every year I train all of our programs teams from all of our camps during staff training. So I bring them all in. I have them captive audience. And that is the, the charge that I give them at the very end of our meeting. Yes. I tell them that story. Wow. So you don't have to be funny. You just have to be fun because so the laughs come. Yes, it takes the pressure off. Um, and every time you say it, can you hear Suzanne's cackle? Oh, yes. <laughs> In the background. We got to have Suzanne on our next podcast. <laughs> next time you're coming down, you're bringing both your wife and your mom. Yeah, the good parts of the podcast, yes. That's right. Well, um, Will, tell us about Membans. I think this is such an awesome story. Give us kind of the brief version of, of what it is, why you created it. Yeah, so in short, Membans is a mnemonic device for aiding others in scripture memory, or kind of as we've been saying lately from a brand perspective, um, we've been saying it is scripture memory as a means to discipleship. Um, and so for the product itself, if you think to the past with things like uh, WWJD bands or Live Strong bands or I Am Second bands, you know, you have this culturally relevant product in this silicon wristwear and Membans takes that. It takes something similar um, and instead you put, uh, you have the first letter of each word in a verse written on top of the band. So for God so loved the world, it'd be FGSL and so on. But then if you flip the band underneath, you have the full verse written out. Um, so you have the reference there. In addition, um, we have our logo embedded into the band. So there's kind of this circle logo that's enough of a differentiator where you look over and you see, you know, that logo and someone who is actively engaged in their faith. So the idea is that you wear it, you wear the band around with you, you take it with you wherever you go in the shower, on the drive. Um, so you wear it, um, you learn it, um, you know, taking it with you everywhere, maybe as opposed to your phone or technology um, is you are constantly learning uh, that scripture. So you wear it, you learn it, and then you share it. Um, the idea is that once you have that word written on your heart, then you don't need the band anymore, uh, but someone else does. That's right. 
Joe, how many K2 staff guys and girls have you seen over the years who have had rubber bands around their wrist with ink, you know, pen, just single letters written because they're memorizing scripture running around there? Yeah, it's kind of a thing at Kennecuck. Again, as we have learned with our children, it is with our staff. As anyone is in the process of memorizing scripture, they're the best of that person they can be. Yeah, we yeah. we love that. I yeah. mean, what a great story. Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, to to tack Kanakuk onto it, it, it kind of goes to the origin story of it all, which was a um, high school Bible study I was in led by Adam Donier. So in Kansas City, when Adam was teaching at Kansas City Christian, he led, um, I was at a different school, but um, he invited me um, to be in their group. And and that's what we did. That's how we memorized. You know, it is, you know, not this new revolutionary. People have been doing it. Canicuck staff has been doing this method of taking a rubber band and using a Sharpie and writing the first letter of each word in the verse. Um, and so fast forward to my time at Taylor as a student. I'll never forget. I was sitting outside of the uh, new prayer chapel at Taylor and God put the idea on my heart from Mimbans, which was taking that concept, which, you know, eventually the Sharpie that wears off, uh, the rubber band that snaps. I thought, what if you just had a more sustainable product and way to carry that with you wherever you went? And so that's really where the idea came from is my time at Taylor. And for a few years there, you know, it was this idea. And I talked to people about it camp um, for a few years after I graduated. You know, we tried some things um, with the product. It was kind of a side hustle. Some things worked, some things didn't, um, which is OK. You know, you figure it out. Uh, to where the last couple years, it's kind of sat on the back burner until um, God really opened a couple doors, which is, yeah, maybe another 45 minute podcast is just the last year and how this past summer we thought it was kind of done. The idea we were about to dissolve it. And my partner who I was in it with said, well, um, you know, instead of kind of pursuing this little buyout option, he said, I just want you to take this at no cost and just run with it. And so he gave it um, full ownership back over. Um, Lauren and I put it under the Quill creative umbrella, which Quill is to utilize the written word to help others think and act differently. Um, that's kind of what I've been doing in the marketing space. And so, yeah, now we're kind of selling membans by Quill. Um, and the biggest developments now is that you can do customization. So any business, um, church, organization can go online, um, membans.com, and you can order a custom verse. Um, in your theme, you know, maybe it's a theme verse for the year in your color, add your logo to the band. Um, and then last week, actually, we launched Membans Junior, um, which we won. Yeah. So for ages three to 12, um, are these little, uh, I brought a couple for you and Joe, All right. these little guys. So yeah, they're kind of adorable. Um, I know that, yeah, uh, you can't really see them if you're listening to this podcast. But again, they're on membands.com um, because you think about these children. And Joe, you said it. Now that Lauren and I have two of our own, um, it hits different, doesn't it? When you have your kids and you know what's coming down the pipeline for them as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And so you think, what would it look like to plant seeds of truth on their heart? Because it's inevitable what's coming their way, unfortunately, in our world. It's inevitable. And so when they meet that, what truth will be planted on their heart? And so that really is the goal with Men Bands Jr. And it kind of delineates. We have 
our junior bands for kids. And then we also have adult size version because mm. as we know, scripture memory, it's ages three to 99, you know? That's right. Joe, do you remember the first scripture you ever memorized? Shay, that's so neat that you asked that, talking about the little the little mem bands that I think I need to go on a diet before I, you know, get a couple of those, Will. Um, but um, yeah, age, age three and up, baby. Um, kids are ready to memorize scripture, believe it or not, in terms of a lot of scripture at age three, if parents are consistent. Uh, love the junior uh, version, Will. Uh, but yes, Shay, uh, I had a little old Bible as a child, and my mommy encouraged me. Good night. I was probably um, too young to, but um, but uh, mom had me memorize the uh, the first portion of the Sermon on the Mount, the Blessed are they. Uh, portion of Sermon on the Mount, and I can still remember it <laughs> in the living room of our house in College Station, Texas. Wow. I remember in that little chair in the corner of the living room, uh, opening up and memorizing, um, you know, those first few verses in the, in Matthew five. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know, just one quick story. I was down at Ole Miss, and I was memorizing Romans six recruiting uh, staff and there was a basketball game going on and some of my other staff guys were playing basketball with well, me as a nose tackle you don't really necessarily you know great on the basketball anyway and so I was just over on the side memorizing and uh and the running back of the Ole Miss football team came over and sat by me and um uh, his name was Johnny Boatman and he said what are you doing and I said I don't know Johnny and just memorizing the scripture here and he said uh you know tell me about that Anyway, he ended up leading him to Christ that night, and he ended up actually working at Kanakuk, uh, and, and his relationship with Christ changed everything for Johnny Bowman. I mean, he was like a different person, a beautiful, beautiful person. And I said, Johnny, what gave you the curiosity to, uh, to come to know Jesus tonight? And he said, when I was a small child, my grandmother would memorize Bible verses with me, and he said, they never let me go. Even in the life of a college, a very famous college athlete there in the dormitory, they never let him go, Will. That's so good. Does that encourage you, yeah, buddy? that is so good. I love it. Will, do you remember the first verse you memorized? Yeah. You know, my story's funny because it is a verse that not many people memorize to start, and it was John 3.16. That's the same one I memorized. That's, <laughs> that's unbelievable. It's kind of in a book that no one really reads. Yeah. Uh, John 3.16, yes. More importantly, I was thinking about this, um, is the who um, and the where. And it was my two first camp counselors at K-Classic. And we could hop in a car and head out to Shell Knob right now and stop by the Stake Inn and make a day out of it. And I could could take you to the spot. It was underneath the gym. And I had my mind set on chili Frito pie. And they said, easy, Willie. Uh, (laughs) They said, we're going we're gonna to do this. And we memorized John 3.16. And, you know, what that was inerrantly, you know, kind of brings back to this conversation. And scripture memory, um, and kind of what I said moving forward with Membans, and we're seeing it as a means to discipleship. Um, and it's what it was with my counselors, because, yes, whether it's Membans, whether it's, it's scripture memory on the surface, but what I've really been diving into the last few months and thinking about is, yes, but what does scripture memory allow you to do? Um, and I think it's, Joe, what you were just sharing in your story, and it reminds me of this image a business friend of mine sent me the other day. It's this really cool image. I'll, I'll send it to you guys after this, but it's a it's kind of a split image on the top 
it's it's Mario. So the little video game character. You've got Mario, and he's in his blue and red outfit, and he's standing in front of one of the flowers in the Mario game. And the image it says, "You are not selling this," and it's pointing to the flower. Um, and then the image below it, uh, it says, "You're selling this," and it's Mario, and he's in his fire costume, and he's throwing fireballs. You know, after he gets the flower, after he gets the flower yeah. and that's it. It's not. And so, you know, from it's not selling membans. It's it's not. It's what does scripture memory allow you to do? And then when you think on it and you peel back a layer of scripture memory, what is it? It's it's meditation and it is meditating on God's word day and night. And that word has been popping out to me in scripture so much lately. It is an opportunity to resist the enemy. Um uh, case in point, you know, what, how did Jesus resist, you know, the enemy? Um, it is an opportunity to share God's word with others, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in this, you know, even when you think about uh, evangelism and that word, and some people have some different thoughts when that word enters the mix. Well, scripture memory allows you to at least start and have a discussion, you know, based on truth. And so I thought that that image was really cool because I think it's very pertinent to why scripture memory is so important, not just for the amount of Bible verses that you can memorize, uh, but what even one verse can allow you to do. Mm. Joe, what would, would you add anything to that? Like just in regard to the, what's the value proposition for people? Because it takes work. It's going to take effort if you decide to start memorizing scripture. Why should they do that? Well, as a parent, uh, first of all, <laughs> will. Um, as you know so well, it gives you the opportunity to really get to know your kids in a dear, precious, uh, it's a level of knowing your kids like no other level in the world. As my kids and I were memorizing scriptures, they grew up in our house. That's where we really got close, Will. You said it's discipleship. Buddy, that's what it is. You know, anybody can raise a child, but, you know, the the real parent who really has a vision for their child's future will disciple their child. And memorizing scripture together, you get to, how do you feel? What do you hear God saying in that? What does that mean to you? How can you apply that in your life at school? And you get to dig in deep with your child in a relational way. And then as a professional, to, to, to be able to meet with your team on a regular basis, whatever your profession is, it it, it gives you a chance with your with your teammates mm-hmm. to build team around scripture. Yes. And there is no greater bond as a team than the bond of scripture yeah. as the basis for your teamwork. And you could, as a husband, as a wife, you know, reading scripture together and memorizing scripture together, you know, before you go to bed at night after an exhausting day is the best way to build a team with your wife. It's, 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 oh man, Shay, it's a, it's a key to everything. Yeah. It's so good, Joe. Real quick on that note, you know, it's, um, it's like I had a friend encourage me. He goes, you know, Will, how, uh, so in the nineties, there was a book that was written is the pursuit of wow by Tom Peters, you know, Tom Peters coach, um, that name, uh, he wrote a book called the pursuit of wow. And he talks about, in this book, 
how do you create bump into moments in your life? You know, so how do you create moments where you bump into things that allow you to then engage them? You know, so if you're trying to run more, but your running shoes are locked up in your closet, you know, that's not going to work. So maybe you put your running shoes by the closet, you know? And so I think it's how do you create bump into moments in your life with your family to meditate, to memorize and to meditate on scripture when so many families and kids grow up and it's Sunday service. And then what about the other six days? Mm -hmm. You know, how many of the moments throughout those other six days are parents actively engaged with their kids? So I just thought that was a cool deal is create bump into moments, you know. Oh, brilliant word. Yeah. Okay. I want to get practical. So there's lots of different memorization systems out there. Yeah. And, and I'm a little bit like Joe, when I was first like, I guess, challenged to memorize, it was just like almost... I just dismissed it. Like, I can't do that. I'm struggled through all of my academic life in school and college did the minimum just to get by. That's not me. But when I was, you know, when my eyes were open to some of these different systems and ways to do it, I realized, Hey, wait a minute. Shay Robbins can do this. And, and so let's share a little bit. Joe, I want to come back to you. Tell us a little bit more about the picture memory system. What does that practically look like? Yeah, Shay, when I was, you know, getting on the road as a young professional <laughs> and I started memorizing scripture and and then as a parent, even, you know, more so, my, my, um, you know, I, I started looking into scripture memory, I mean, into, into professional memory courses. And I looked into three of them and then I actually took one uh, to learn how to memorize names better. And all of them said the same thing. How curious. The great memory, you know, minds of our nation who've ever written on the subject and done well practicing the subject, they all said the same thing. They all said you can't remember words, but you can't forget pictures. You can't remember words, but you can't forget pictures. You can't remember words. And if you've ever tried to remember a scripture and you're frustrated, it's because you've been trying to pound words into your brain. Well, your brain doesn't do that well, but your brain is incredible at never forgetting pictures. That's why porn is so horrible for a person's emotional makeup and for everything they do in life. It's the destroyer of all destroyers. It's because pictures stay in your mind forever. Well, how wonderful can that be when you're memorizing Scripture to make pictures out of the words? And, you know, it takes a while when you first get started, but after a while, man, you're just, pictures are flying in your mind for everything you do, and they they connect to one another. So, blessed are the poor in spirit, there's a a very poor man uh, begging, and there's a picture of a dove on the cup he's begging for. Blessed are the poor in spirit, there's the kingdom of heaven, he's got a king's crown on his head. And and you just go on throughout the chapter or book putting pictures. And honestly, once you get started, memory will come to you so fast. <laughs> My staff, when I teach them how to memorize scripture at camp in the summer, it's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. I've never known you could memorize scripture so fast and so easy and never forget it. Yeah, I so that's a great method. There's some other ones out there. And I think there's a lot of different learners out there. So it's fun to try different ones out and see hey, what works best for me? Mm-hmm. Um, here's a here's just a couple that I've toyed with over the years and, and yeah. um, ones that work good for me. Um, one of the things I recommend to people is get a good study Bible 
and use it, study it for 20 years. One of the things I don't like about phones and really the ease of your Bible on the phone is that I've learned with my Bible, I've had since I was seventh in seventh grade, and I've really only been reading it since I was 22, but I can actually read the words off the page in that Bible in my mind's eye because I've seen it so many times. And I can, you know, and I, I might not be able to recall the exact words of the verse, but I know right where to find it because I've become so familiar with those old pages. So that's a fun way. As you study, study the same book with the same pages year after year after year. Another one, obviously, is repetition. That's kind of just a, a simple one that we all run to, which generally is the hardest. Um, um, I, I've learned that when you do repetition memory, so if you're using a note card, that you can see colors better. Um, and so... You can even like remember that a different colored markers or pens better than black and white. Um, hand motions and cadence. So this is how we teach the kids at K1 with the elementary kids is we make learning scripture fun. So every morning at the wake up show, this is my favorite thing about working at K1 the last six years is I'd get all the kids at 8.07 up in the, the gym together with me and we would do three things. We'd have a skit and we would laugh. Well, the second thing we'd do is uh, we'd, we'd go over our scripture memory. And the third thing that we'd do is I would pray over the whole camp every morning. So good. The wake up show is the best. But, you know, Psalm 1, I'd yell out, how blessed. And the boys would yell out, is the man. And they're all flexing, right? <laughs> Who? And then the girls say, does not march in the way of the wicked, yeah. <laughs> nor stand. So they put their feet together, nor stand in the way of the wicked. And, and so we'd yeah. walk through with both motions, cadence, and passion. Yeah. And, and kids, in two weeks, they memorize a whole chapter of the Bible, mm -hmm. Psalm 1. Unbelievable. And so what happens is you bring all the kids into closing ceremonies and you walk through Psalm 1 or Psalm 23 and they're like, wow, mom and dad become inspired. Yeah. If my seven-year-old can memorize scripture, surely I can. Isn't that fun? Oh, yeah. Will uh, any others that come to you or, or that In, any other that methods? Practice? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there are, there are a lot of good ones. There are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of good mobile apps out there. Um, yeah, it's like note cards were huge. Even when I was on staff, you got guys with stacks and note cards. So yeah, I think you hit on a few of the great ones. Um, it is, it's kind of just about how do you create a rhythm in your life so that it is, it's common. You know, how do you take those wake up call moments and, and carry them into your day to day? Yeah. Okay. I want to run to scripture uh, really quick to give just a theological foundation. We'll kind of wrap it up with this. But, but just for the power and the value of scripture, and this is, we're just going to scratch the surface of the theological foundation of this. All right, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, and this is hilarious. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was going to try and quote this, and I blacked out in my mind. So I'm just going to read it. We're talking about memorizing scripture, but you know what? We're not perfect at it. No, I got a little... You don't have to be. That's right. I got to put a little work in here. It says this here for our theological foundation. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So in Ephesians chapter 6, 
Paul lays out the armor of God. And in all the armor of God, there's only one offensive weapon. The others are defensive. And what is it, Will? Hmm? Yeah, sword of the spirit. Sword of the spirit, right? The word of God. And, And so we're given that one offensive weapon, and we know that it is divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. And so years ago, Joe, you came in uh, into the weight room at K2, and you whispered in my ear, Shay, I want you to memorize Psalm 91 with the guys. You turned around and you walked out, and I'm like, what? (laughs) And so that summer, we started memorizing Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so we memorized that, that chapter, and that has become the sword that I swing when I'm faced with temptation of all kinds. Yeah. And, and I did some math the other day that I, I think on average, a very conservative estimate is that I at least start that Psalm 91 chapter about a half dozen times a day. And so if I've done that for 365 days a year for the last 11 years, it's like over 24,000 times I've quoted Psalm 91. And, and I urge you not to be impressed because it's not because I'm so holy. Right. It's because I'm so broken yeah. and I'm in such desperate need of the power of God in my life to deliver me. And, and as a testimony of the power of God, I've been delivered from some sins in my life for the entirety of that time frame, for 11 years free. And, and I give credit to the power of God's word and specifically Psalm 91. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Amen. Joe, um, before I, I'm going to pass it to you in a second for the final word, but one thing I want to say, you know, Will also is passionate about sexual purity and he wrote this book called Gouge on, and you can find it on Amazon, but Will is a tremendously gifted author and we are tremendously passionate about sexual purity. And, and part of his approach in that book is, is fighting back with scripture. And so would encourage you, if that's an issue in your life, to check that out as a resource. Anything else you'd add? Yeah, no, I wrote the, um, April and May of 2020, you know, had some downtime. I think many of us did. And, uh, I'd had a few, um, uh, uh, what would become clients ask about the ghostwriting piece and could I help them write and self-publish their book? And I thought, well, I've never done that before. And so kind of my trial was to write this short little um, ebook. There's a paper book copy now. It's a, you know, 70 ebook pages. You know, it's short. You could read it in less than an hour. Um, and I'd been off social media for about a year and I deleted it um, because I was fed up, really. I was done with the temptation that came with social media and how, you know, for any listener, whether you're aware or not, it is click, click, and you're there. That's it. On what's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, um, any or TikTok that has recently burst onto the scene, any new technology that comes out, pornography will find its way to funnel through that system. And, and I was just done. I was so exhausted. And if not, you know, the, the hardcore pornography side, which is definitely a temptation, part of it too was just, you know, friends that you follow and, 
um, relationships that you see and the comparison of, oh, you know, what if my relationship with my wife looked more like this? And what if we traveled more like this couple? That is almost just as bad, <laughs> you know, because those thoughts and that evil will seep into a marriage and a relationship. And so I did it. I didn't just delete the app off my phone. Um, I obliterated my profile, my little, you know, kingdom I had built for myself over the past six, seven years, 900 people. A lot of times people try to justify it of, oh, I have all these followers. And but at what cost, you know, at what cost, even some there are a lot of redemptive qualities of social media, you can post a Bible verse and all those things that are awesome. But if that is a temptation and if you're dabbling, then nothing else is worth it. You know, right. you have to, you have to run from it. Yeah. Um, coach, we're going to pass it off to you. What's your final word? Well, I don't really have a final word, but you know, God does. <laughs> and Deuteronomy chapter six, as you all know so well, is a mandate for fathers. And so if the Lord was here, I think he would just go back to his words that he said uh, in that chapter. And he, and he says to dads and to mommies and to friends and parents and children, he says, hear, O Israel, hear, O America, the Lord your God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. These commandments I'm teaching you you shall put them permanently on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and you shall put them is and you shall teach them as you sit in your house and as you uh, walk by the way and as you lie down as you rise up rise up you shall bind them on your on your hands as signs and you shall Put them as frontals on your foreheads. And God goes on to say, in sort of a paraphrased version, parents, this is the most important thing you'll ever do. As you write them on your doorposts and on your gates and on your children's hearts, you talk about them all day long and you have breakfast with them, you go to bed and you have lay-by times with your children. Scripture memory is numero uno. It's number one. And... God would take great pleasure, Shay, in this broadcast because I think we're just giving his words in our experiences. This is the most important thing that you as an individual can do. Whew. Yeah. The kind of, just one word on that, the Deuteronomy 6 piece. So at the footer of our Membans website, as I was redoing it this fall, I put in quotes. I didn't reference it. I just said, tie, the, tie these words as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. And my brother Drew reaches out after he saw it and he goes, Willie, he said, who said that? You got to give them some love. That's a good word. <laughs> I said, Moses. <laughs> he goes, what? <laughs> you know, thinking, yeah. it, thinking it's some podcast I listened yeah, to. Yeah, right. So, oh, that's so hilarious. It has. The word's been Moses. around. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's great to quote guys who've been dead for thousands <laughs> of years. Those are important words. Yeah. Well, we just want to thank Will for being here. Coach, as always, it's a blessing. Um, Sevy, we believe in you, buddy. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, bless you and all of your endeavors and your precious growing family. And we just want to thank our audience for spending time with us today. We hope that today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to spiritual growth. And with that, we'd love to pray with you. 
Father, we come to you today and we just pray that um, hearts would be set ablaze and motivated to lay hold of your holy words and to seed them deep in their heart. We pray, God, that those seeds would take root, they grow up and produce great fruit. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.